0: The blues are some of the best worship sounds available on earth. So thank you, Jesus, for the blues. Glory, glory, glory! Hallelujah! Mmm, just get all chilled out in the glory. <laughs> Ooh. Thank you, Jesus. The name that frees us from sin and death to enter the rest of God the Father's best. You're in the fire to go higher. You are a flyer. <laughs> glory. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath drink the glory. Thank you for a people that are high on the new wine all the time. So they never whine, and they always shine. <laughs> Brighter than the noonday sun? In the invisible realm. You're always bright. You're always in the heavenly flight. And everything in that dimension is always (coughs) alright. Things are gonna be better than okay. This is God's day. With Jesus' blood, he did pay for our new day of a greater glory. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. I'm salivating a little bit. I know it's good when the drooling anointing hits. Drooling in the glory. The drool sign. I like the drunk sign that leads to the drool sign. Forward intoxicating progress of getting totally whacked and slippity slapped out of your head by what Jesus said. This is something he said. He said a lot of things. John 8 23 he said you are from below I am from above you are of this world of this earthly order I am NOT of this world I am NOT of this earthly order amen Aren't you glad you're in Jesus, no longer in the earthly order? It's true whether your minds are fully persuaded or not. The only truth is the Word of God on fire and the Holy Ghost. Everything else is a lie. The more you go into the fire of the Word of God, The more the lies get consumed, the freer and freer you get. Jesus said there's a perfecting of your freedom in the fire. Freedom's fire. (laughs) There is a perfected freedom in the glory. We want to go into a greater freedom. We want our flesh to go clear. Crystal clear and sparkling, hearts and minds, bones and marrow, and all that remains is the sword of the Lord, the Word of God, in our hearts, brighter than the noonday sun. (laughs) Scripture says heaven and earth are going to pass away for the new day. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the Word remains forever. There is a deeper word that our souls have not drank from. We're gonna go into the word and experience it in our souls in a greater way. We're gonna take our brain right into the latter rain. Lest we go insane. Just hold on tight to the lion's mane. He is able to keep you stable Going from glory to glory within, where there is no sin, and you always win. (laughs) That is why I told you that you will die under the curse of your sins. Come on, Jesus. (laughs) I thought Jesus was a nice guy. (laughs) No, you just can't lie it's love to tell the truth if you live in the earthly order jesus christ said you're under the curse of your sins and you are dead (laughs) you can't live in the earthly order and be alive for if you do not believe that i am he whom i claim to be if you do not adhere to trust and rely on me you will die in your sins then they said to him Who are you, anyway? (laughs) They questioned his authority. That's a crazy thing to say. We better undermine his character. Jesus replied, Jesus cannot be outspoken by his creation. He's way smarter than us. Jesus said, why do I even speak to you? Can you believe that? that's the verse John 8:25 in the red letters why do I even speak to you <laughs> That's what it literally says. I am exactly what I've been telling you from the first. I have much to say about you and to judge and and condemn. But he who sent me is true, reliable, and I tell the world only the things that I have heard from him. They did not perceive, know, understand that he was speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus added, When you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, you will realize, know, and understand that I am he for whom you look. And I do nothing of myself, of my own accord or on my own authority. But I say exactly what my father has taught me. And he who sent me is ever with me. My father has not left me alone. For I am always doing what pleases him. As he said these things, many believed in him. They trusted, relied on and adhered to him. So Jesus said to them to the Jews who had believed in him if you abide in me and my word hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free they answered him we are Abraham's offspring descendants and have never been in bondage to anybody what do you mean by saying You will be set free. (laughs) Jesus answered them, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, whoever commits and practices sin is the slave of sin. Now a slave does not remain in a household permanently forever. The son of the house does remain forever. So if the son liberates you, makes you free men, then you are really and unquestionably free. Yes, I know that you are Abraham's offspring, Yet you plan to kill me. Because my word has no entrance, makes no progress, does not find any place anew. So what is the entrance out of the earthly order into the heavenly order where Jesus said he was speaking from? The word. The word in your spirit is the entrance into the kingdom. To enter the kingdom, the Bible says you need keys, the keys to the kingdom. What are the keys to the kingdom? Every word God has ever spoken. All you gotta do is believe the word and be translated into deeper realms in the kingdom every day. So you meditate on the word day and night, Joshua 1.8, so that you can enter the promised land if you keep this word ever before you in you throughout you your whole being will be translated into heaven the Bible declares how do we have a deeper glory a higher experience in God to be from above exclusively in all of our thoughts and outpouring from a heavenly resurrected elevation in an elevation where there is no problems An elevation where there is no sin, no sickness, no disease, no immorality, no idolatry. The promised land is perfected for us already. It is the place of the fullness of the faith in the Word of God. We thank you, Father, for your Word. You want to hear some stuff about the Word? We need the Word. The Word is salvation. What is going to make you brighter? in the days to come is the Word in your spirit. (laughs) Only one thing's going to happen as you go from glory to glory. The Word of God will get brighter in you and the world around you will get dimmer. (laughs) The luster of the world will fall off your eyes. That's what scales are. The looking around, acting like a clown, ending up with a frown, all of that is turned upside down. When the Word of God is believed upon and the Holy Spirit anoints the Word. Is the Word the Scriptures? Yes, it's the Scriptures, but it's your own experience in the Word that brings salvation. It's your testimony. Paul or John is exiled on Patmos for the testimony of the Word of God. No one else was there. Why was he there? Because of his faith in what Jesus said because of his great faith. He had done something a little differently than other believers. He's on a different level, way different level. He had greater faith. He had held the Word inside his heart and made it his entire soul's existence, his entire soul's feelings. His entire perspective his worldview everything he thought and drank was constantly what is this promised land what is this glory realm (laughs) it's the Word of God consuming the senses possessing you taking over control of you so that there's no other word in you except God King of Kings and Lord of Lords it's a sharing of Union with the Living Word Jesus Christ King of Kings and Lord of Lords There is a mystery in Revelation 19 of the coming of Jesus Christ and it says that he comes as King of Kings and Lord of Lords in what form? The form of the Word and the Word is riding a white horse. It is the fully anointed, carried by the Holy Spirit, Word. It's the anointed one. What is the anointing on the one? What does it mean to be the one? The one is the Word. The anointing is the Spirit. Three things in agreement to destroy all the works of the devil, First John says. The Word, the Spirit, and the blood. You're going to need a lot of the blood. Because in the meantime, as the Word and the Spirit are sanctifying you, transforming you, the blood of Jesus will be constantly forgiving you. You just get constantly forgiven. You just don't even look at the inadequacy. The lack of wisdom, the lack of maturity. Don't even look at your poopy diapers. Don't even look at your poopy pants. Don't even look at your problems. Don't look at others. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the Word of God. As your eyes are on the Word, you get brighter and brighter and brighter on the inside until all you can see is the glory. Those are eyes that fully see. The eye salve that you purchased from Jesus Christ so that you may see are eyes that are burnt out of your eye sockets in the glory. There's fire in his eyes. He wants it in yours. How do you get your eyeballs baptized in fire so that there's no more lust of the eyes? I tell you what, only one way. There's only one thing the scripture prescribes to sanctify your senses and your eyeballs. It's the Word. It's the meditation on the Word. It's putting the Word into your eyes. The windows to your soul. In the center of your soul is your spirit. And the center of your spirit is the very throne of Jesus Christ. And Jesus will come as you put the word into you. And he will glorify it right inside your eyes. Revelation 1. He has eyes of flashing fire. We need those eyes of flashing fire more than ever before. It's part of the armor of God to have your eyes covered. Have your eyes burnt through not just some kind of external anointing not just some oil on my eyes but all the way through the soul into the center of the spirit a river of fire flowing from god the father's throne and the throne of jesus christ in our spirit in our center outpouring seven blazing torches in our souls fully yielded and controlled by the working of the energy of the word of god You're gonna get energized. What does it mean to go from glory to glory? Energy to energy. There's an energy that overcomes death. We have little tastes, little glimpses into glory. We feel the power of God strongly at times. Kinda goes up and down. Sometimes we're feeling really, really energetic. Other times we just gotta lay down and take a nap. Just tranced out, whacked out angelic surgery the heaviness of the glory the kavad of God comes upon you and just knocks you out but you know the knocking out for the upgrade of the angelic surgery in your soul is that when you wake up and regain consciousness there'll be a greater Holy Spirit energy surging through your soul and you will see a greater glory within you as you constantly meditate on the promises you can have them before your eyes. You can put the Word before your eyes. The Old Testament, they put the Bible verses right on their foreheads and let it rest on their minds. It only symbolize the renewed mind. What is the name of Jesus Christ, the seal of the new covenant, on your foreheads? It's a mind full of the living Word. Don't worry about dead letter anymore. In the baptism of fire, There's no dead letter. That's why a lot of people resist the baptism of fire. You can't take your own opinions, doctrines, theologies, interpretations of Scripture into the fire. Because that's what gets burnt up in the fire, is man's religion and doctrines of demons, which are everywhere. That's what they accuse us of, but come into the fire and let's see let's see what burns you know the soundest interpretation of scripture I've ever seen is the fruitfulness and the joy of the Lord you can rejoice in every promise in the Bible they say there's over 32,000 promises from Genesis to Revelation towards you from God in the Bible and all of them are yes and amen in Christ Jesus so when some of these verses begin to work in your life What is the Promised Land? The Word of God fulfilled in your soul. The Promised Land is the Word that has conquered all the witchcraft of Satan and his angels and the sorceries of Babylon the Great and the curse of the fall and getting struck by the stars that fell from heaven, getting struck in your heads and all kinds of stuff going on in the realm of the natural from the one-third that fell. And when the Word of God triumphs and conquers, it's devouring all of that works by words. That's why Satan's called a lawyer or the father of lies. So it, ha- it has to be a word from an enemy to work a curse, to work poverty, to work sickness and disease. You can't have a manifestation in the theater of the earth without words. Everything here is made out of words. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's English, doesn't matter if it's Hebrew, what matters is what is written and believed upon by the hearts. So if you change your hearts to believe God's Word, it melts down the elements, the elemental spiritual forces of wickedness become a super magnifier of the forces of righteousness. It's like Two different staffs. They're both words. One came from Moses' hand, the other from Jannes and Jambres, and they fought in Pharaoh's courtyard. The Bible says that the two staffs materialized into snakes and fought in the natural realm as snakes in Pharaoh's courtyard.
1: <laughs>
0: There's the courts of heaven on earth. Moses's word, the word of God, the lawgiver from the mountain, No longer is Sinai now Zion, but it's the word of God. It's God's living word versus Pharaoh's dead letter. And Pharaoh got devoured, and the sorcerers of Egypt were consumed. It's all about words. What is the warfare we wage? It's a warfare of words believed upon, acted upon versus every other word working in the world. You look at politics, it's just word curses continuously, it's sorcery. You look at religion, it's just words. It's like you have to believe these words, but the Word of God is the only one that's alive. How can you know the difference? A personal, intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost is the only way. Jesus called the Holy Spirit Savior. Amen? So, the Word saves you if it's breathed upon. Okay, it's the inspired Word. The living Word is the Word that the Holy Spirit likes. Forget what anyone else likes. You have to get into the interests of the Holy Ghost. If you're not into the Holy Ghost, just forget about it. It's all religion. But you can go deeper in the Holy Ghost, you can go deeper than anything you've ever seen in the Pentecostal Charismatic Church in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will transfigure you and cause you to overcome deaths. There are depths in the Holy Spirit that are not even allowed in church buildings. There are depths in the Holy Spirit that we've never seen before. The cap is coming off of how deep, how intense you can live in the Holy Spirit. And just practice His presence so ferociously. It's like a solar system. With solar flares coming out of your center. With rivers of fire coming out of your heart. With out of your senses flowing the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to experience the Holy Spirit in a greater measure. Amen. We're going to press in to know the Spirit more. to to fulfill the desires of his heart. Here is how he manifests himself in a stronger glory. We want a stronger glory. That you you get intimate with him inside the temple and you just kind of brood with him in there until his desires are shared with your soul. And you just go into the desires of the Holy Spirit. That's what causes him to get stronger on the inside. That's what intimacy, yada, knowing Him. It's through that kind of brooding with Him on the inside, Holy Ghost, that you get the heart of God in you.
1: <laughs>
0: the Holy Spirit is the heart of God. It's the deepest, most intimate part of God the Father that you've already received. Now you're going to grow in it. So the heart of God's going to cost you your heart. We want God's heart. We don't want our heart. Our heart will deceive us continuously. Our heart will lead us astray. Our heart will constantly practice idolatry and immorality. But the heart of God, the Holy Spirit, is clean and pure and perfect. And we need more of the Holy Spirit than we even realize right now. We are so desperate for the Holy Ghost. Amen. John 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, agitated. You believe in, adhere to, and trust in, and rely on God. Believe in, adhere to, and trust in, and rely also on me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places, homes. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I am going away to prepare a place for you. And when, if I go, and make ready a place for you, I will come back again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also and to the place where I am going, you know the way. You know the way. The Holy Spirit is the way to the place where Jesus is going. He is the path. The Holy Spirit is the narrow path. A person is the path. Thomas said to him Lord we do not know where you are going so how can we know the way Jesus said to him I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except and by and through me if you had known me and learned to recognize me you would also have known my father from now on you know him and have seen him Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, cause us to see the Father. That is all we ask, then we shall be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with all of you for so long, and you do not recognize and know me yet, Philip? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say then, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? What I am telling you I do not say on my own authority and of my own accord, but the Father who lives continually in me does the, his works, his own miracles, deeds of power. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the sake of the very works themselves. If you cannot trust me, at least let these works that I do in my Father's name Convince you. I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he himself will be able to do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these, because I go to the Father. And I will do, I myself will grant whatever you ask in my name as presenting all that I am, so that the Father may be glorified and extolled in and through the Son. Yes, I will grant, I myself will do for you whatever you shall ask in my name as presenting all that I am. If you really love me, you will keep and obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, and Stand-by. That he may remain with you forever. (laughs) The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, Welcome, take to its heart, because it does not see him or know or recognize him. But you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. <laughs> the Spirit of Truth is in you. Hallelujah. John 14:18. I will not leave you as orphans. Hallelujah. Comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, helpless, I will come back to you in just a little while now, and the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. But you will see me. The spirit of truth is seeing Jesus. Amen? How can we see the Spirit of truth? By believing in His Word. That's it. That's all I gotta do. The whole entire work, 1 John says, of the believer is simply to believe the Word of God. That's what awakens the Spirit. That's what burns off the grave clothes. That's what gets Satan out of your brains. That's what causes all the curse of the fall to fall off your soul and your spirit to be brightened. It's a fresh steady diet of faith in the Word. That's all you need. Faith in the Word. (laughs) Holy Ghost give us faith in the Word. (laughs) We need to experience the Word in a greater faith. And we're content, we're satisfied with what you've given us in our spirit. Let it unravel. I don't want to diminish your work inside us. I'm not going to promote bewitchment. But we want to understand the development of our faith in our own spirit. Make it personal to each one listening right now. "...confront their belief systems, the thoughts of their heart be judged, the thoughts in the layers of the soul, be burnt up with the word. As these words go forth, let the fire of the Holy Spirit cleanse our souls, build up our spirits, and elevate and raise our hearts, the mountain of the Lord, our spirit and our soul, and our inner man, into new and higher degrees." On Mount Zion. So eating the Word of God is your ascension in Mount Zion. The higher you climb Mount Zion, the greater your perspective or the greater your faith. Faith comes by eating and devouring the Word into your spirit and burning off the flesh so the flesh is clear. The flesh is an unbeliever. The flesh is not a believer. All flesh is unbelief, but you have Christ and His Word in your spirit that believes completely and perfectly everything God the Father promised. You cling to Jesus, you cling to the Word, you cling to the Holy Spirit, you drink the blood. What do we need the blood for? To forgive our sins of our flesh a seared conscience is someone who can't get their mind out of their body because sin condemns them the blood of Jesus is for the seared conscience Hebrews 9 says the purging of the conscience from guilt of unbelief in the word which is a dead spirit a spirit that's not working in the word a soul that doesn't live in the glory so if you are not experiencing the throne of glory blazing through your soul it's because of a lack of the blood of Jesus in the mind Jesus said you had to drink his blood into your mind if the mind doesn't have the blood of Jesus on it it's a seared conscience which means the spirit is not able to work in you because it's full of sin Jesus Christ said you have to sanctify yourself People say, oh, just do it, Holy Spirit. But that's not what the Bible prescribes. It says something that you do is sanctification. You sanctify yourselves by your faith in the blood, drinking the blood, making time for intimacy with the blood, to cleanse your own conscience. You're as clean right now as you want to be of how much time you've spent with the Lord. It's true. You spend time with other gods, you don't get clean. You spend t- time with the world, you just can't get clean. You spend time with Jesus, you're clean by the word i s- I spoken to you. You get clean by hanging around God. <laughs> Amen? How was God here? How can we be as clean as God is? God is here in three parts. Not the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's not biblical, because the Father and the Son are in heaven. By the spirit, by the blood, and by the word. Those three parts are on earth. The spirit, the blood, and the word. Amen. And these three work, the will of the Father and the Lamb, in the nations. (laughs) So in order for the word to be working in you, you have to be clean from your sin. Now the confession of sin is part of the issue. Bringing it into the light. If you confess your sins, you'll be forgiven. It is written confess your sins one to another and you'll be healed it is written you'll be purified from unrighteousness and it's not just the continual confession of your faults it's about getting clean and being turned into light so real repentance real forgiveness real purification of unrighteousness gets the soul pure so there's spotlessness how do you know that you're forgiven you have confidence before god because your hearts condemn you not Mm -hmm. the evidence that someone is clean in their soul is their confidence confidence in the holy spirit that I know the Lord, and I'm in right standing with the Lord, no matter what other people think. Other people aren't my judges. <laughs> the Spirit of God, His Word, and the blood of the Lamb are my judges. I have three judges on earth. The Holy Ghost, the blood of Jesus, and the Word of God. And I want all these three working and judging me continuously. Judgment is what purifies you. Judgment is what cleanses you. Judgment is what heals you. It'll judge the sickness and disease. It'll judge the roots of sin in the DNA, in the heart, in the flesh. It'll judge all demonic influence. So, when God was bringing judgment upon Satan, what did he do? Spoke the word. Every time. Every time there's a judgment towards sin and demons and earthliness and the earthly order, In order to go into the heavenly order, there must be judgments towards your current condition in the earthly order. What do you believe in that's keeping you locked in the realm of the natural? It has to be judged and destroyed to set you free. That's what being set free by the gospel, which is the heavenly word, so that you can soar up into an elevation where there's freedom and abundant life. That elevation isn't on the earth. Your inner man is not legally to be on earth. If the inner man is on earth, you have sinned and fallen short of the glory. So the blood of Jesus cleanses the conscience that I have legal entitlement by the blood of the Lamb, co-heir with Christ, to go up out of the earth's dimension into the angelic sphere. And it's an internal elevation. Where everything clears up on the inside, it's crystal clear and sparkling. There's no sorcery, there's no confusion, there's no Babylon in those elevations. You come up here, you have perfect mental clarity with God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He has given you the mind of Christ already, it's in your spirit. Stir it up! Stir it up! He put his mind in your spirit. Let it be stirred amen right in your belly and it will burn the soul right out of you the soul that is in a lower elevation is conscious conscious of its surroundings but a soul in higher elevations by the internal resurrection of the holy spirit his word and his blood is not aware of their surroundings. (laughs) Only aware of the glory. Practicing the presence of God is being constantly, ever increasingly aware of Him on the inside, less and less. So when, when we say, I must decrease and He must increase, it's our awareness of our surroundings. It's our awareness of others, their judgments, their opinions, their thoughts don't matter. All that matters is the spirit three judges on earth, the Bible says it. The spirit, the word, and the blood. And so you're only aware of the word If anybody wants to come into these dimensions you release the blood upon them that's what loving unconditional is that there is blood for you blood spilt for you to cleanse your conscience from practicing the earthly order (laughs) Jesus Christ of Nazareth called the curse of the fall earthly order that's what living with demons that's what being a prostitute of babylon is it's simply being earthly you have to rise from the dead you have to be heavenly it's not legal to be earthly even though your outer man looks earthly you are not your outer man that is the simple outside of the temple that's why jesus said you look at the temple And you're not actually seeing God, you're just seeing the bricks that Herod bought, $40 billion in bricks, but the glory is in the Holy of Holies inside the temple that's not the outside of the temple that's God. It's the light in the center of the temple that's the living God. Amen? So we got a lot of externalism on us We need a lot of internalism, that's how you get forgiven. That's how you get everything to fall off you, that's how you get set free. The Word of God will lead you internally into a greater glory. The whole point of it is to be set free from the realm of the natural, but if your mind is on things below, you cannot be set free the gospel will not work for you because you don't believe it and you don't obey it. It takes faith and obedience. What is obedience? Let the word work. Let the word be the worker and you yield to the word. You know how to yield to every other word. You know how to yield to the word of your boss. But you know, you need to learn how to yield to the word of his sauce. Amen? (laughs) So you don't get tossed by every wind, which is external word. We have the word of God as an anchor for our soul under the Holy Ghost control. Amen. Time to smoke a glory bowl. Amen. The higher you are, the greater your interpretation of Scripture. The lower you are, the worse. The worst. You know, the worst interpretation the Bible is? That of the earthly order. What is the earthly order? The submission to the brain. Anybody out there submitted to the brain? You're as lost as it gets. It's true, I love you. But you're as lost and messed up and screwed up as it gets. Now, the answer is to believe in the one God sent. And put your brain into the word and resurrect within. Repentance is giving your mind into the heavenly gospel. Whatever's controlling your mind right now is steering the path of your life. So you can look at what God they're serving, it's written on their forehead. You can look above their head and just see what the banners are over them. Everyone's got banners. Everybody's got angels. truth is, everyone's got demons too. (laughs) And you just look past those little problem areas that are getting cleaned up, because they'll get cleaned up, and you don't focus on that stuff, but there is demonic influence in everyone. In this world, you will have trouble. What is the trouble? Demonic influence. In this world you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the demons. Amen. So the clinging to the bridegroom is how she comes out of the wilderness, the place of demonic influence, leaning on her beloved. Her beloved is here as the word, the blood, and the spirit. The bride of the lamb are those people on earth that go all the way in the word, in the blood, and in the spirit. And they change. They'll be changed in a twinkling of an eye. They'll become a different external being that will perfectly mirror their internal being. So on the outer man, Paul says that my outer man is fading away, but my inner man is renewed and refreshed every day. His outer man did not look like his inner man. Joseph gave instructions on how his bones must be carried into Zion. By taking your bones into your spirit, giving your dry bones living water so that they may live, prophesied to the bones, Ezekiel, prophesied to the four winds of heaven to come, and fill this great army. <laughs> what is this army? The army of those who believe the word with an ever-increasing inspiration of the word, which will work at a cellular atomic and molecular level in your natural man (laughs) a natural salvation to accompany your spiritual salvation (laughs) the worst thing I've seen so far in Christianity is that people don't get their minds saved it is extreme mental illness out there We need to put our brains so deep into the Spirit, get our minds so renewed in the Word of God. You need to put the Word into your brain. The Bible says to have a spirit of a sound mind, you have an anchor in the Word for your soul. The soul needs the Word to be under the control of the Spirit. The Spirit will only use the Word to save you. Spirit doesn't have another thing to save you except the word. He only uses the gospel. What is the gospel? That the spirit has fully energized God's word so that the hearers get healed, delivered, and saved at God's quality of life in the third heaven. The gospel saves to the uttermost, but it's the in the Word that delivers the Word that does the Word and the angels are the angels of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has an angel army. He's the Lord of Hosts. The Holy Spirit is the inspiration of the movements of all the good angels. He'll speak right into their ears. And they they hear clearly. They obey every word of the Holy Ghost. The glory of the Holy Spirit, the gospel says, is the glory of the angels. So let the glory of the angels be released upon all of you. Bam. (laughs) Bam. Let it increase. Let the angelic of the Holy Ghost increase so mightily in your minds and your hearts and just cleanse the demons. A lot of you need a lot more deliverance than you think. You gotta let the angels in. The angels are the ones that will bind up the demonic influence. You gotta get out of the stubbornness and the self righteousness. Stubbornness is the spirit of sorcery. In Babylon the Great, you'd be surprised how many Christians have spirits of sorcery working in them, and they're completely stubborn about it. You need to soften your heart in hearing the Word and let the Holy Ghost change you. Soften your heart. Deliver you. When the Word of God comes forth, you are having an encounter with heaven that is trying to transform your life. If you were only willing Jerusalem, 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 how I longed to brood over you like a brooding mother hen to hatch you, to rear you, to raise you, to glorify you, but you were not willing. They said no to the vibration of the word, to the glory of the word, to the spirit and to the blood of the lamb. They said no, we will not drink it, we will not believe it. And they stayed inside the shell. They would not hatch, they would not come out of the flesh and so they submitted to the flesh which is the realm of the dead in satan's kingdom and they all died they were crucified they were sold into slavery The diaspora happened. It was because of the rejection of Jesus Christ. And don't think it just happens 2,000 years ago. It happens now when you stay submitted to the shell and refuse to hatch under the brooding of the Holy Ghost. He wants to hatch you and say, oh, I've been hatched already. There's a greater hatching yet. There's a greater hatching. Each glory to glory to glory to glory to glory forever and ever. Infinite glory, ever-increasing glory. The Bible says ever-increasing. Ever means eternal-increasing. Glory will be a hatching of the inner man. The Spirit will shine ever-brighter. Amen. The Spirit is going to continue to shine in an ever-increasing brightness, which means your faith will grow on forever. Amen. You'll experience the Word of God in your spirit forever. You will walk in the measure that you believe the Word forever. You are saved because your spirit believed the Word, cherished the Word, valued the Word. The entrance of the Word of God gives light. It is the light of salvation. (laughs) If we are a city on a hill if we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth, if we are the brightness of creation according to Jesus Christ, it's because the Word has found faith in our spirit. When that Word gets through all the junk and the dust and the debris of the soul and the flesh and the goat and everything we've covered ourselves with, covering of the world, the clothing of the earth, if the earth is peeled off by the word of god the word is deposited directly into the spirit you need the word in your spirit for a greater salvation how saved do you want to get what is salvation light jesus said it is the light of salvation light is measurable you can have much more salvation than this you can be much brighter It is the spirit, it is the blood. The blood invites you for a greater glory. The blood is your exodus out of Egypt. We celebrate the blood in the promised land. It's the place of the perfected bloodline of Jesus Christ, of a people whose spirits are radiant by faith in the word. The promised land is a place of perfected faith in the word you've already heard but now have believed and when you believe it your body will act on it when you believe it you'll obey it if you don't believe it you disobey it because if the word's not working in you you haven't known his power there's some kind of blockage it's over the heart that the world blocks the word from working jesus christ says that the traditions of men what is traditions earthly order Practicing anything earthly the Bible says will nullify the working of the power of the word of God by man's traditions. You need man's traditions out of you are being delivered from the earthly order of man and woman. That is the worst thing you could get into is the earth dimension of Christianity of man and woman. That's as fallen as it gets. You got to get out of that into the Spirit and the living water. And the living water of the Spirit will lift you out of man's tradition. We've come out of man's tradition. We've come out of the tradition of the assemblies of God. We've come out of the tradition of the Roman Catholic Church. We've come out of the traditions of any building made by human hands we're coming into a place that's a tradition free zone a ritual free zone we're coming into the perfected freedom of the word what does it look like stardom it looks like radiant glory shining in every direction. and what do you do in that perfected place of freedom enjoy the freedom enjoying the freedom is the work of freedom is enjoying life What is the activity? Whatever the activity of the Word is, you're carried on a cloud of the glory. You're carried on a cloud of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is a cloud for everyone who's tasting that freedom of the Word, working in their soul, working in their mind, working in their bones, working overtime, working in the new wine, working to make your faces shine. He's working in you, His Word, His power. All we gotta do is yield and get out of tradition. Remember, it's the tradition of the Jews that caused them, gave them a legal right, in agreement with the fallen angels, to reject Messiah. They say, no, we'll take the Jewish religion instead of this new covenant weirdness. This is too unpredictable. We have all of our building structures already set up. We have perfect doctrine, 400 different rules that we obey every day. And they chose Religion and tradition, the vast majority chose that against the freedom of the river. This is what people do when they're cowards. Cowards reject the freedom of the river because they don't know who's in charge of this thing because they don't know the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's in charge of this thing and he's different than man's legal authorities. The earthly order is demonic. It's based on the fallen angels. So you look for authority in the earthly order but the heavenly order is based on the freedom of the glory of the sons of god the greater the authority of the heavenly and the above the greater the freedom and the authority of the person who's walking with god in the heavenly realm freedom is an evidence that this person is walking in holy spirit authority bondage tradition Earthly order is the evidence that this person does not know God. Does not know God. Those that know God will be lifted up by God. What does the Bible say? If you only believe, you will see the glory of God. If you only believe, you will see the glory, Jesus Christ said in the Bible. Are you seeing the glory? You don't believe. Believe and you will see the glory. We have heard the scriptures so much that we have calloused hearts. A lot of us have been around so much tradition and religion that our souls have rejected the working of the power of the Word and the Spirit and the blood. That it's a substance that's not mixed with our spirit. That our spirit is buried under our soul's activity. The goat got bigger instead of the spirit getting bigger. You know why people don't feel the presence and the joy of the Lord and the wine and the kingdom dimension of oil? You know why? Because they're feeding the goats. The Bible calls the soul and the flesh goats. Tabernacle of Moses. Goat skins. You're feeding the goat. You're never going to feel God's presence in feeding the goat. You know if you feed the spirit, the goat dies. And that's why people get persecuted because you're killing goats. Killing Goat Ministries Worldwide International Inc. (laughs) What is the killing of the goat? It's the killing of the Adamic soul. Yeah, there's the old man's soul, which is the experiences and the expressions through the soul that's buried under the dust of the earth. That has to die in order to fly. If the goat lives, just forget about the kingdom. You'll never experience the kingdom. Jesus Christ said the same thing in Luke 15, unless the goat dies, you can't even have fun with your friends. (laughs) Measure your fun with your friends right now, because you're feeding goats. The goats are stealing your freedom, they're stealing your finances goat churches goat friends goat family members goat 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 what is goat it's the throne room of the order of satan and his angels remember satanists what do they got on their throne of satan a goat it represents the selfishness the soulishness the fallenness of man and woman we serve the goat Most Christians still serve the goat. They think feeding the goat is obeying God. You fed the goat some scripture today. I put the scripture into the goat and the goat got bigger. Now you're more religious than you were before you read the Bible. You. That's mostly what you see. Because people are not revelatory. They're not spiritual. They're not into ascension. They don't know how to rise from the realm of the dead. They practice the realm of the dead. What is practicing the realm of the dead? The Bible says the practice of death is the feeding, feeding of the goat. Unless the goat dies, you can't even step one foot into the kingdom of the Father. The Bible declares it. You need to declare war against your own goat. This thing is going to kill you if you don't kill it. This thing's going to kill you if you don't kill it. You're at war against the goat. This is Babylon the Great. Listen, you have victory in Christ, Christ is in your spirit, Christ in you the hope of realizing the glory, and the glory is the fire that burns the goat as the beast and animal offering. We're here to burn animals. We're here to burn goats. We're here to burn anything that your heart and your brain are connected to. The Holy Ghost is what cleanses you with fire But you have to be willing to give your heart to the fire. If you come in and you're not willing to give your heart and your mind to the fire, just forget it. You need to go out there and get beat up by your sins or you're not ready to serve God. Jesus said about those people, get out of here and let the dead bury the dead. He wasn't interested in wasting time with people that wouldn't give him his heart and brain. They wanted idols. They wanted religion. We want the fire to burn our hearts. We're willing to sacrifice everything every day for more of Him and less of us because we love the priesthood. We thank you, Father, for burning up the Adamic nature. We don't like the self-nature. We like the Christ nature. We're all in to the spirit nature. We want the development of the Word and I like paying the price of the soul because that's how you get transformation that's how the soul gets clear that's how the mind gets clear mental clarity is a rare commodity in babylon the great it's mostly confusion everywhere i deal with christians every day they are lost they're lost in politics and faith in the republican party they're lost in the realm of the natural most of the prophecies they have have mixture in them And there's a lot of good stuff too, but I'm telling you, there is an accuracy for the God-inside-minded ones to live in perfect bliss and perfect glory, perfect mental clarity today! 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 You're not gonna have to wait another 40 years. It's not about maturing into this place where I have mental clarity. No! It's the fire in your current level. Jesus had clarity as a one-year-old, he had clarity as a two-year-old. Infancy is not being full of sin and demons. It's not infancy to be full of sin and demons, that's not God, okay? So infancy is to be perfect Jesus at one, It's six-month-old Jesus, Christ in you. Two year old Jesus is normality. Not any worldly influence. Not sin, not immorality, not idolatry, not religiosity, but just His purity. You can experience that perfectly in your spirit from the moment you first believed. Don't let the devil deceive your mind and pull it into the soul. Pull it into the realm of the natural. You are to have perfect childhoods in Christ in the future kingdom age everybody will be raised in zion which you will love every moment in christ as you grow from glory to glory you're not going to be deceived the devil is not going to be taking your mind and putting it into dry arid places which causes there to be a delay in the building up of the spirit one of the saddest things i've seen in my life is people that have been going to church pentecostal charismatic church 30 40 50 60 years and they're still in spirit form and still a seed and the seed is just barely hatched barely saved and it's all just 60 years of charismatic fluff that they filled their hearts and minds with because they weren't god inside minded it's just they fed the goat and that's all they knew and a lot of that is on the pastors the bad leaders that just allowed the people to grow soulishly instead of their spirit to grow angelically you know when your spirit grows angelically you don't have awareness of your own soul anymore you're only aware of the stature of your spirit full spiritual stature is the same heights of christ himself so that you are walking in the same glory of the resurrected one. The same power, the same authority of these ones He's not ashamed to call brothers and sisters. There's a maturity where people can't tell if it's Jesus or one of His brothers and sisters because we're supposed to mature into the same measure of glory in our spirit angelically. And then to work out of our spirit. And all the Word of God is for the Spirit to conquer the flesh. What is the treason? Uh It's using the Word for the soul. You need forgiveness. You need forgiveness for it. Father, forgive us for feeding the goat instead of feeding your offspring, your own child that we are in our spirit. Let all the deposit of the Word of God that has blocked our spirit from growing, that dead litter, that religious spirit. Let it be crucified with Christ. Let the cross go right through that soul tie to the religious devil. You need deliverance from the religious devil. And the cross will pierce the head and the heart and deposit it into the spirit. And it's set free from all those layers of religion. The curse of the fall is just layer after layer after layer after layer of religion. That's all the curse of the fall is, is religion. You know that? It's just religion. When you overcome religion, which is the word working in the soul, the goat of the heart and feeding the goat of the flesh, religion, and it goes all into spirit, you are in perfected freedom as a one-year-old in Christ. And the only temptation you see this every day for the young believers is when religious people, (laughs) mature Christians that are false mature Christians come around and try to bind them up to get them into feeding the goat again. That's what the Antichrist is. He comes as a goat in the heart, but externally, he'll probably speak in tongues. He'll probably do evangelism on the streets. All the stuff, he comes in the the guise of Christ, which means all the stuff Christians do, the Antichrist will do. Isn't that what Judas Iscariot did? Judas Iscariot did all the same miracles, healings, signs, and wonders as the other eleven. But he was the son of perdition, one of you is the devil, Jesus Christ said. The devil did all the exact same works. So works do not prove you're right with God. What proves you're right with God? Intimacy with God. John leading on the heart of Jesus. Going after God's heart. Getting into God's heart. That is the evidence. The Mary of Bethany anointing. The breaking the alabaster box, which is not even concerned with the outside realm not worried about Martha baking cookies in the kitchen not worried about what Satan there in the room is thinking of her offering her extravagance her intimacy towards her Lord she just poured it all out on his head and then just laid at his feet and lived in the glory that's what life in the glory is It's based on intimacy without intimacy You can't know the Lord. If you're not an intimate person, you have to become an intimate person to be saved. I mean, is there anything more intimate than Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I mean, you just allowed someone to possess your soul with the confession of your mouth. But any act you do with your body is permission for a spirit to come in because you're intimate with it because you're using your body to serve it. That's why our bodies must become the temples of the Holy Spirit. Who's in you? Whom you receive from God? not being our own, bought with a price, therefore honoring God with our bodies. Our bodies are consecrated for the Spirit's desires for our God. Amen? What does our God want to do? He wants to have fun with us in the Spirit. He wants us to have fellowship in His light. Have fellowship in the light. You are the children of light. Walk in the light. Fly in the light. Enjoy the light fellowship with the light is intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It's intimacy with Jesus Christ. It's intimacy with God the Father. That is your main job as believers. Song of Solomon is as high as it gets. It's just intimacy with God. (laughs) Cuddles with God. Hugs with God. It's real until you're satisfied on the intimacy with the Holy Spirit with the Spirit of Truth. So it's intimacy with the Word. It's intimacy with the scriptures. Amen. When the scriptures went into John's mouth in Revelation, it went right into his (laughs) belly. Uh Uh-huh. It went right into his mouth. It became one. There is an intimacy in his very spirit. There's depths and layers of knowing God an intimacy with God. And just like an intimacy in the realm of the natural, it births things. What are you going to birth out of intimacy with the Word? The whole kingdom of heaven in the natural dimension? Those that are intimate with the Word. This is how the Word hatches. This is how the Word births forth promises. Promises come out of intimacy with God. The Promise Keeper desires an intimate relationship with you in your spirit. And if you are one with Him in spirit, which is obedience, what is obedience? To love God. The golden rule, the new covenant law, love God and then love your neighbor. That same spiritual pure white dove intimacy in every word. It's called the word of life. They can sense how much love is in your words, not a drop of lust, not a drop of control and religion and sorcery, none of it, all just pure love white dove, pure love from above pouring out all you can drink. The Spirit and the bride say, come and drink. What are we drinking? Love. We're drinking the love that's in the Word. The bride will speak the Word. The bride will preach the Word. Inside the Word will be all the living waters of life, of God the Father's life, and Jesus Christ's life. And so the Spirit and the bride will rule this world with the Word and the spirit forever forever and that's the revelation that's the end of the book so now we're learning how to get into the victory of the word the victory of the spirit get marinated in it all his words turn into a fountain a fountain of the word liquid promises Promised land was demonstrated by Jurassic sized wine grapes because they're liquid promises. The river of life is the promised land outpoured through the soul at an elevation where all the words of God are working inside your soul. The substance inside your soul is no longer human, it's no longer dirt, it's no longer from the earthly order, it's the heavenly order. Order of Melchizedek, which is God's righteousness. You know what righteousness is? Divine love. What is practicing righteousness? It's how to practice the highest way in God. It's how to love angelically. We don't know how to do that. We just have a human concept of love, which often is mixed with perversion. But the heavenly love, the divine love, is fire. Song of Solomon says, God's love is fire, a seal of fire, divine love forevermore, a love that's stronger than death and is a seal over the heart to no longer practice false earthly love. Phileo, fake love. Soulish goat love. There's a false love practiced amongst the soulish who believe the same belief systems. But it's all based on dead letter. It's unity of the dead letter. It's unity of the demons. Unity of the demon spirits. But then those that crucify their hearts and minds, they have the unity of the anointing oil, the unity of the glory, the unity of Zion, the unity of the new Jerusalem. And then it comes down as a scroll. That means that it's completely washed in the living water, and the Spirit has perfected His belief systems in our souls. I don't want a belief system from the nations from Fox, from Breitbart. I don't want a belief system from any man. I want the belief systems of what the Spirit of God, the only living God on this planet, believes. If I have an opinion about anything that doesn't agree with the Spirit of God, I'm wrong, I need to be corrected. Holy Ghost, burn us up. Yes! Get everything out of our heads that the Holy Ghost doesn't believe in. Amen. Resting tongues of fire, a people set apart to believe all the same things the Spirit of God is. When you are praying, prayer is making room for the Holy Spirit's belief systems. What are the Spirit's desires? What are the Spirit's opinions? He has an opinion and a judgment about everything. I don't care what you think, I care what the Spirit of God in you thinks, you gotta make room for the glory. Let the Spirit of God change you. You know repentance is aligning your inner man to agree with the Holy Ghost. You know how you walk in the glory, because you agree with the Spirit of glory, the person of glory. The spirit of truth, the person of truth, is the Holy Ghost. And when you're deceived and you're choosing lies, you're just saying no to him. You're quenching, grieving, resisting the spirit, which is the quenching, the grieving, and the resisting of salvation. You want a greater glory? you got to repent. We must repent and agree with our inner man, with the Holy Ghost about everything. A disciple doesn't have an opinion. A disciple doesn't have a will disciples don't have any rights it's the Spirit of God in me that is the right that is the will of God that is the opinion and the judgment about everything this is not a human gospel this is the Holy Ghost the divine word we're not temples of human beings That's an abomination, it's false Christianity. We are temples of the Holy Ghost and we need to be really, really filled and flooded with God himself and get everything out. Get the sin out, get the sorcery out, the control out, the traditions gotta go. Get the traditions out Out. in Jesus' name and let the spirit of God spring up in you and begin you know if you come like clay in the potter's hands will form you in anything yeah. he'll test you too y'all you really believe this stuff let's see i might yeah. mold you into just be some kind of black coffee cup for a season clay in the potter's hands and we're thinking he's gonna make us into some kind of porcelain doll <laughs> No, it'll, it'll turn you into something black yet lovely. Song of Solomon, black but yet lovely. Just to see if your eyes are on the idolatry of the external natural realm. You know, we're looking, we want to become the beautiful swan of the glory, but we need to get undignified from the natural realm. We need to get set free from our own unrighteous judgment towards ourselves and the delusional ideas of what the fulfillment of the promises look like because you don't know. The brain cannot know the promises. They're spiritually discerned by a person who's given up what it needs to look like. It's true. It's formless. The Holy Spirit's formless. So He's at war against your forms, which is your interpretation of His promises. I have warred against the forms of the prophets since starting ministry. Because it never happens the way they suppose it's going to happen. We've waged war just um, as much against the prophets in this generation as we have against the devil because people think it's going to happen a certain way. It's not going to happen any way the carnal mind can discern. It's a promise in the Bible. It's going to happen through the destruction of your carnal mind and the intelligence of your false Christianity. The judgments of the fulfillments of the promises, especially of the sons of God, will come in a judgment towards man's traditions, Pentecostal charismatic Sunday morning, blah, blah, blah traditions. And we say, oh, we're not traditional, we're not religious, man, you're deceived. you're deceived until hey! until I can look at your spirit like an archangel shining from a cloud in the in the skyline. They're, they're, you're not even practicing real Christianity yet. You're not. It's just a bunch of stuff in your head that you know is true. Hey! That's demonic faith. Demonic faith is just practicing doctrine in the brain. Practicing the flesh practicing grave clothes. We need the Spirit regenerated with the archangels. We need to stand before our Father's throne with Gabriel in the presence of His glory so strongly that our Spirit is just a being of fire with no satisfaction with the flesh. The Bible says "No, no man after the flesh. That's all false religion. But the Spirit has God's throne in it. And if you can yield and sacrifice the flesh, you will stand up on the inside in His righteousness shared with you by grace. And your angelic stature will go from glory to glory. You'll never be yoked to anything externally. You'll be yoked to the throne of the Lamb internally. Your spirit can shine in an ever-increasing glory. What it looks like in the realm of the natural, you're free from it. Free from man's opinions, man's judgment. But we discern spirits. You're not free from the apostles' judgment. You're not free from the prophets' judgment. The government of God sees accurately the development of the human spirit in the gospel of God. And you will be built up according to your desire that you want to be spiritual and no longer carnal. And it's not a denying of the natural realm in false holiness. In fact, Jesus indulged in the natural realm. He was called a drunkard and a glutton. Yeah! Which means true spiritual growth is the maximum enjoyment of the world and the kingdom, both at the same time. That's what Jesus and his apostles lived in. There was no sin in it. They, nev- they didn't sin. Jesus never sinned. He never got drunk on alcohol. There was no party spirit, no revelry, but there was a party spirit in the glory. There was a freedom in the glory. There was an enjoyment in my presence as fullness of joy. He is the right hand of God. He is the pleasures forevermore. He is the very sword of the Garden of Eden. He is the very habitation of eternal pleasure. John was tapping into it. He was siphoning that dimension right into his soul before he even had the spirit because all he had was Jesus. So he was drinking right out of Jesus' heart. You can drink right out of Jesus. You have the heart of Jesus wrapping around you. The heart of Jesus is a baptism for you. Be baptized in the heart of Jesus like John's head on Christ's heart. You can be flooded with the pleasures of God. Not just deep down within, but on the outside so you don't sin. And you always have a Holy Ghost grin because you're always high, floating around in the glory cloud. We live on cloud nine. Cloud nine church. That's our church. We're always on cloud nine. And you get there by simply believing the word. The word is what carries you up into higher experiences. Put it in your spirit and then pay the price for the soulish crap that's blocking it in your soul to not experience the greater glory. When you're confronted with that's the spirit of God loving on you, convicting you of you just taking territory that belongs to him. That's what it means to be a thief. What is Satan the thief? Stealing the territory of the spirit in the original design to consume and fill man's soul. That's the main thing the devil stole, was the soul possessed with the world instead of possessed with the Holy Ghost. This is what he wants. He wants to take over this territory right here. This is the soul, right here in the heart. The heart is a perfect container, an interior mansion, for the possession and the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit lost his house. The devil stole the house of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, he wants his house back. He's an interior decorator. He's gonna clean it up. He's got perfect taste and everything. You're sharing the habitation with the Spirit of God and God's in control. He's your master. The Spirit of God is our master. The Bible says it, in order to go from glory to glory, you must know the Spirit as your master which is to become a disciple. You need this in every area of your life. When the Spirit is your master in your soul, it perfects all things outwardly because it's an outflowing of His control, which is called peace. Living in New Jerusalem is living under the control of the Holy Spirit in original design. Does it look like everything's perfect on the outside? Probably not to a religious person, but on the inside it's perfect peace when you're controlled by the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God rules this house, you're back in heaven. You're back in Eden. Eden is living under the control and possession of the seven spirits of God. It's the color of heaven. It's the color of the glory. The black and white, the wrong and right, the do's and don'ts of the soul of satanic possession of religion are burnt out of you, and the color of the glory, freedom, and the abundant life of heaven is flowing through you like seven blazing torches within you. That's the transfiguration of your soul. What is the black and white? It's the Janis and Jambres? It's the good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil. It's the knowledge of right and wrong. The knowledge of right and wrong is what caused the fall of man, which is religion. Is it right or is it wrong? Color is freedom. And that's why they like, give me rules, give me rules, give me rules, nope. The only rule is practice those seven blazing torches, the law of liberty in Christ Jesus, that you stay free in the spirit of color. The spirit of the rainbow, the spirit of the seven spirits of God, that you stay free in the glory, the law of freedom in Christ Jesus, that your soul stays fulfilled and satisfied on the seven spirits of God. And if you've never heard this before, just seven spirits of God possess these souls, these seven interior castles of each soul at the sound of my voice and loose them from the knowledge of good and evil and possess them with the tree of life. The Holy Ghost is the tree of life. You have the tree of life. He just wants to conquer your hearts. He will consume your hearts with fire. He's going to clean it up because he's a neat freak. Oh, he's a perfectionist. Uh, You've never seen perfection like the Holy Ghost. And he's not neurotic about it. He's perfect about it. He's peaceful about it. But he is a clean freak. He likes a crystal clear sparkling temple. He will fight everything in you that's unclean. He will attack it viciously and violently. Our God is a jealous, consuming fire. If he finds something else in there that he doesn't like, what is the law of the new covenant? Obedience to the Spirit of God. Those that obey the Spirit of God fulfill all the law, the Bible says. So when the Spirit of God starts revealing stuff in news, like that's gotta go, that's gotta go, and he just starts throwing bags of trash out of the windows of your eyes. I mean, just like the demolition team, he brings in the demolition angels. Your old mansion sucks. I mean, this—it's condemned under the law of freedom in Christ Jesus. I mean, it. it I ain't gonna live in that oh,
1: yeah.
0: i mean those you can't get the stains out of those carpets we gotta burn them. he starts tearing out everything in the temple he will he and he puts new fountains in there new fireplaces in there there's many rooms in the father's house which is the dwelling in our souls you are the house of god you are the temple of the father you are the dwelling place of God. He wants to dwell in the rooms of your soul. He wants to dwell in the eyes of your soul. He wants to take full possession of your soul. It's the word that gains entrance. And this, this stuff becomes clear in you and you start to see him interior decorate. It's a crystal palace. The cleaner you are in here, the happier you are, the more joyful you are. The expression on the outside is as clean and pure as it is on the inside. This person has allowed God to change their interior castle. They've given God their heart, their mind, their soul. A soul under God's control is joy unspeakable and full of glory, the Bible says. Someone who's given their soul to the Holy Ghost is walking in the fullness of His presence in His joy, in His love, in His peace. Unconditional love because it's not based on anything outward. It's based on the possession of the seven spirits of God inward. So th- these men in the first century, they'd walk in it so deeply, they'd be persecuted, they'd be stabbed, they'd be fed to lions, they'd be sport in the Caesars Colosseums. They do this stuff, but because there was such an internal possession of the Holy Ghost, it didn't even matter. It's just like, next step, okay, here we go. Didn't even feel pain. Many of them never felt any pain as they were brutally treated. As many of them were brutally murdered. Never felt any pain There be there were stories of these <laughs> martyrs who so glorified their souls oh that when they were gored by bulls by Caesars and they just have sports with them out there for the the sinners entertainment, they'd be disemboweled, they'd be separated from their bodies, they'd have their heads chopped off, and they wouldn't even know they were dead yet. Their head would still be talking, they have their chest cavity over there, their legs over there. It'd be like, did they release the bulls yet? I mean, can you imagine being that high in the glory that you don't even know? You've been chopped up into a hundred different pieces and they weren't afraid either. Listen now, the Holy Ghost will chop you up in a hundred different pieces and then saute you in some kind of dinner for the Father to eat and then you're going to be digested into God and reassembled in the liquid glory in the liquid promised land, which is living in the Father's belly, living in the Father. If there's fear of death, just forget it. You can't enter into any of these promises. You have to be crucified with Christ and overcome the fear of death. Once you overcome the fear of death, now you have no more covenants or contracts with the kingdom of hell. If there's still fear, there's still contracts that you have with the enemy. That's why you have to break off those fears by letting the Holy Spirit work inside you and it usually takes time because we're so fallen, and he's patient with us. He's not in a rush. Yeah. He loves raising us. <laughs> you know, if we resist him enough, he does have emotions. He does get frustrated if you're constantly saying no to him helping you. It's like he just wants the best for you so desperately. And that's why he's, sometimes he's aggressive with you because a lot of people are really dull and really disobedient and so he will confront you and and show you how wrong you are and destructive towards your own soul and and towards other souls you are we need the conviction of the holy ghost the father loves us therefore he corrects us it is written and if you're not corrected that means you're not receiving his love hebrews says We need correction in the love of the Father to change us because a lot of us are self-destructive and we don't even know better. It's just because of a lack of revelation that everything we think and do just kills us. And he wants to heal us and raise us up and teach us how to practice life, teach us to not have negative things in our life in any direction and just to have a perfect life. See spirit of God's job is to perfect us and give to us what Jesus earned. You understand that? The Holy Ghost mission towards your soul is to make you a co-heir with the inheritance that Jesus earned by his obedience to the Father. And if you are not partaking with the inheritance of what Jesus earned, that means the Holy Spirit is not working in your life, that you have not allowed the Spirit. To give you the inheritance of Christ. So first and foremost, a relationship with the Spirit. Allow Him to change you into Christ, until Christ be fully formed you, and give you the inheritance of Jesus. The Lord Jesus' inheritance is shared with humanity who is changed into His glory. That's why awesome Jesus is. That's the true workings of the Messiah. It was to share with believers his inheritance you know what he inherited the Bible tells you in Colossians the entire universe every single star every moon every sky every city every grain of dirt every car every company every ocean body of water lake and river was the inheritance of jesus christ is what the bible says that he has inherited the universe from satan by his works on the cross he is the legal owner of the entire world and the The Spirit of God is trying to give you a major inheritance, not a minor inheritance, but His nature of the Holy Spirit, the white dove, has to be formed in you. Because Christ is the only one that gets the inheritance. You don't get it in unsanctified form. You don't get it in your nation's form, in your expression of you. You don't get anything. Christ gets it if He's formed in you, which is what the Spirit's trying to do in you. That's why you gotta hatch. That's why you gotta let them brood. That's why you gotta let them change you. And just don't be stubborn and you'll change. Stubbornness is what shuts them down. Potent Sorcery is a people that have completely said no and rejected the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of people that have done that, that have said absolutely no to the Spirit of God changing. That's the potent sorcery babble in the Great. And yes, to just man's religion and rebellion and secret sin and just living as human souls. Human souls that aren't transformed and engrafted into the tree of life will get the lake of fire with Satan and his angels in equal punishment for eternity. Truth, anyhow, there is a lake of eternal torture and torment and damnation for the followers of the fallen angels who cling to the selfishness of their own souls. We're not even close to that crowd, but that crowd's out there, and that crowd has rejected the Holy Spirit, has rejected the changing of the Holy Spirit. But there are many people that have not yet received the Holy Spirit who will when our demonstration of His glory becomes purer. The white dove is what brings in the great harvest. This company, Red Letter Ministries, we are in the stages of the purifying of the white dove's glory. The white dove is going to rise in your heart. You have the white dove on the inside. You're softening your heart. You're letting him brood over you, letting him coo over you like the white dove coos. It's an intimacy. It's him brooding. It's him speaking. It's a love language with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is your Father. You're about to marry the Holy Spirit. There is a marriage to the Spirit of Jesus in this place. We're about to know Jesus better than if he was physically here because his Spirit's here, which means you'll know his inner man. When you marry the Spirit of God, you have married the Spirit. Spirit of Jesus you have married the inner man of the Messiah that is what the bride marries long before he physically returns his physical return won't even help you if you aren't married to his inner man now is the time of intimacy with the inner man of Christ walking in the spirit Holy. fellowshipping with the spirit finding like-minded believers that are deep in the Holy Spirit growing together as a kingdom company going after the promises together in the promised land like raiders of the lost ark going after the jerichos and tearing walls down of traditions of men taking territory in the holy ghost in righteousness a spiritual violence that advances god's kingdom violently In the spirit with no physical means necessary just violent radical belief systems of God the Father the Lord Jesus Christ and fully backed by the Spirit of God that imparted the truth into our hearts that's outflowing like flame throwers through regions I'll tell you what the tabernacle of David is I can see it right now it's the covering of fire over the whole earth its hearts blazing in the fullness Of the transfigured word. And the word of God will become a canopy of God over every city, over the whole planetary system, over every skyline. Fire, what's the Bible say? What's the type in shadow in the Exodus? Cloud by day, fire by night. The fulfillment of that is the earth consumed in glory, fire. You know what it looks like? It looks like a rainbow. God's perfected fire is rainbow. Glory is rainbow. Seven spirits. Burning, what are they burning in? Full color. Holy. Removing the black and white of religion through all nations, tribes, and tongues. Oh, Just man. liberating them. You need the rainbow fire burning through the skyline. We release it out of our spirit <laughs> by our faith, out of the vision yeah. right now of the Holy Ghost to burn through the whole planetary system with new color. <laughs> new rainbow impartation through every brain. We are the influences of the thought life of all nations, no longer the principalities, but the princes of peace. The Israel of God of the 144,000 of the angelic heavenly sphere of the heavenly Jerusalem that rule by the word of God fully manifest through their Spirit in God, by the will of God. What's the God's will? To take back the planet from the devil with the word, with the blood, with the water, with the spirit, and with the awesome ability of your spirit that's mostly still dormant in many of you, that your mind does not awaken to yet. You're gonna be renewed in your mind to the spirit's ability, and your spirit will eventually rule and reign with him angelically as angelic as the principalities did the last 6,000 years from the skyline over cities, over civilization with influence of darkness and lies and deception and sorcery and immorality all that will be obliterated when you take your place in the skyline who are these that fly along like clouds like doves to their nest they're the manifest sons of God who bring the tabernacle of the fire of God over all the earth and that fire will be an ever-increasing glory as it is written, I myself will be a wall of fire round about it, earth, and the glory within it, earth. And those that bring the fire and the glory around the earth and through the earth will be the friends of the bridegroom, the government of God. They will be just like Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Somebody say, We're here. We're here. That's you yeah that's you you are the friends of the bridegroom that's what this training and wisdom is it's the wisdom of the friends of the bridegroom that bring the final judgment upon the heavens and the earth celestial bodies are being shaken already principalities are fallen all over the planetary system Because the overcomers are overcoming the soulishness of the goat and the soulishness of the brain for their spirit intelligence of the mind of Christ to be a rainbow round about their throne in the new skyline. These are the people of the new sky. It's the firmament of Daniel 12 that will shine with the fire of wisdom, that will shine with the fire of glory. Isaiah 4 says it'll be a canopy of divine love over the entire earth. The dome, the super dome, the metrodome. Every word a home run from heaven. It's like dropping Homer Hankies on everyone's head. It's like dropping baseballs on everyone's head. Amen. You let it hit you in your head. Each time you're hitting someone in the head with the scroll from that dimension, they're gonna rise up a little higher. Like, thank you for striking my head so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Amen and the sun shall no longer strike them, which is the sorceries of the fallen angels because they're getting struck with the word. That's what the Bible says. That my words fall like light rain on tender moan grass from the mountain. That a a mountaintop people that live in the mountaintop city of New Jerusalem, they will bring forth the word of God mixed with their spirit in fire upon every head. You're going to burn up every head on earth. As the higher you rise, the more power there is in your words so when you whisper stuff it just happens effortlessly according to your elevation and your authority gets so strong there'll be instant consequences for disobedience that's true this is not an optional deal this is government if you don't obey you go right into the death of the devil a lot of this stuff is life and death on every word And it's fun and it's joyful, but the fun and the joy is the serious business of heaven. It's advanced righteousness to be this happy all the time. It's advanced righteousness to be this drunk all the time. It ain't no small deal in heaven, but on earth we're so deceived we don't understand the things of heaven, the highways of God, and we just treat them as common. I mean, to be drunk all the time and to be practicing righteousness, teaching wisdom, you're living the Son of God's life. You're living Jesus' life. You are in the testimony of Jesus. You have followed the narrow way into a heavenly throne existence. Some of you already are living a heavenly Jerusalem life. And now you're just trying to get everyone else around you to live That's what an overcomer is. A conqueror. A more than conqueror. What are you conquering? You're conquering minds. You're conquering hearts. The fruit of righteousness is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is more than a conqueror. Wise. Wisdom is what consumes beasts. Beast just means there's no regeneration of the spirit, and they're living under the earthly order of the fallen angels. Wisdom comes around, obliterates all of that, gives you an option to escape and ascend. If there's no wisdom, you're stuck in the realm of the natural. When wisdom comes, infinite possibilities, because the Bible says that wisdom lifts us up into the presence of His glory. How much wisdom do you want? Until the presence of His glory has burned out the whole universe. Amen? That's how much wisdom we need. It's not even optional. We're going to continue to grow in wisdom. What's wisdom? The working of the Word. The depth of the word, the fire of the word, the treasure, the value of the word. How valuable are these words? We don't know yet because we're not wise. When we're wise, we know how valuable the word is because everything else doesn't even have nearly the value we put on it. We usually value profane things instead of eternal things, because we're not wise. We have very little wisdom. We need wisdom to value eternal things, not just theoretically, like, oh, no, it's true, but really, through experience, understand the weight in gold, the gold standard of wisdom, the gold standard of the word of God. How precious is the word? Like silver and gold, Proverbs says. Is it the value of your monetary system yet? Is the Word literally, and you need to grow into that place where the Word is so real inside your spirit and has so cleansed out the idolatry in your soul that the Word is more precious to you than silver and gold, as the psalmist says. You know, everyone that walked in the Holy Ghost came into that same testimony that the Word was more valuable than all the money in the world. And a lot of them had tons of the money in the world because they valued the treasure of the word that created the world's wealth the word created gold the bible says it the word god's word is what created gemstones some of these gemstones are worth tens of millions of dollars what created them the word of god did jesus created everything the bible says it in colossians jesus is the creator of everything He created all the money, all the gold, all the silver, all the gemstones, everything precious and valuable under the sun was created by the Word. If you don't get into the Word, you're into that preciousness of creation, well the devil still rules over you. You have to repent and get into the value of the Word. Not just an idea, because you know it's true, it's written in the Word, but experience it. The experience is what actually produces wisdom. Without the experience, you can't grow wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge plus experience. So we can teach revelation knowledge every Joel's bar. Now you have your own experiences in the revelatory words of God that open doors into experiences with God. Not alone, always with God. When the word comes in, you're with God. The, God is present by his word, the Bible says it. So now in the word, I'm experiencing the word. When it's experienced, now it's treasure. If it's not experienced yet, you have no treasure, you're poor, that's what poverty is. Poverty is no experience in the word, no wisdom, no treasure. Treasure house unknown, only external idolatry is lost as lost gets. So now that when the word is experienced, found, wisdom begins to grow within me. We build seven pillars, pillars of pure gold, pillars of pure gemstone, It's a pillared house of treasure and the treasure is the word working in your spirit that has the ability to save your souls and lift up a covering canopy of salvation over all souls to give them an option to develop wisdom to treasure and believe the word of God and see it work in their own experiences to grow in wisdom. Great wisdom will flood the earth. The future belongs to wisdom. Fools have no future. Madness has no future. Wisdom will rule this world for the kingdom age. Just like wisdom ruled the world in Solomon's day, it was a type and shadow of our day of how wisdom will completely and totally rule the world. It'll be the chief principality over angelically over all creation, over all flesh, over all minds, all brains. Wisdom rules from the high place, and there's nothing higher, according to Proverbs, than wisdom. So we need to experience the Word to grow in wisdom. Not just hearers of the Word, but doers, which means experience the Word. Take the Word and have experience. Let the Spirit lead you. When you hear the word, he'll lead you into experience of the word because it's not complete in you simply by hearing. Now there needs to be him and your spirit doing, doers of the word, not hearers only. It's not strange fire, it's the fire of God. It's The fire of glory. Unless the experience of the word is burnt in the soul, there's no actual possession of glory yet because glory only comes, the Bible says, from great wisdom wisdom lifts us up into the glory from glory to glory because i grew in wisdom which is more experiences in jesus christ the word of god until we come into the experience of so much of the word working throughout our souls that we're in that king of kings lord of lords realm the rider of the white horse in revelation 19 which is the realm of joel's army the armies of the living god the overcomers dimension the glory dimension the realm of the more than conquerors who have conquered the world by believing and working in the word and growing in great wisdom your future is hidden in wisdom amen that's all you need to grow in to be perfectly successful in christ it's faith in the word, the ability of the word. It's the redemption back in the Garden of Eden is just wisdom. Lord, restore the ancient wisdom, the wisdom of the ages. Teach us your word, let us experience your word. Each person I pray for at the sound of my voice, they would experience and be led by the Spirit of God in the word of God for greater experiences where they need wisdom to kill beasts to conquer their soul and to glorify their soul in the working of the Word and the washing of the water, to develop their faith of their spirit, and to overcome their faith in their flesh. Amen. Thank you, Father. A people who are fully wise as he is wise. And that is the fellowship and the communication amongst the overcomers is the language of wisdom that comes out of experiencing the Word of God in the spirit. Amen? So the fellowship only comes from experiences in the Word. Yeah. The communication of the language, it's called a language of wisdom. There is a wisdom spoken amongst the mature that infants in Christ cannot speak yet. Why? Because they don't have experiences in the working of the Word. They don't, don't have enough experience in life yet, in the river of life. So this, between Joel's bars and everything you're doing, it is to develop wisdom. And you'll have experiences, the beast will try to defeat you, the demon will lie to you. That is also part of wisdom's journeys. Wisdom kills her beasts, which means there's beasts around. Yeah. Psalms 23, which is a wisdom. The, the Psalms are considered a wisdom book. And wisdom says that he prepares a table in the presence of enemies. Having enemies around, the stuff you wrestle against in your own soul. Your weaknesses, that's part of wisdom, is working that stuff out with fear and trembling and growing in wisdom and killing that stuff. The Holy Ghost in you, inside that body, as two different spirits, your spirit and his spirit, are you're both together learning wisdom by taking on these challenges. And th- that's the experience of the Word, is taking on the challenges in your own soul together, never alone. Catch me a little foxes in the video, we will catch them together, it is written. And after we caught him, guess what? More wisdom. Much more wisdom. And then you can use that wisdom of catching that stuff and transforming your own soul with the Holy Ghost in you and impart it into others. Because you paid a price. It's a wi- Wisdom is transferable. If anyone is deficient in wisdom, let them ask, and God will give it to him generously, like a flood a flood, which is the flood of the experience of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, the testimony, and experiences of Jesus are what coming like a flood. Now let's see how much of your soul can handle it. How much of God's experiences do you want in your life until you just burned out and just live in the high priest life? And there's nothing else in there except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what we want. We want all of Jesus Christ and nothing less the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus, and Christ be fully formed in us in maturity, and the communication of wisdom and the rulership of this world under the word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords, from the high place of the sky, the cloud whose rider and his name is Yahweh, the rider of the white cloud, the rider of the white horse, he who wears the golden crown, what is he? The Word of God. And you got up there in your spirit because of believing it and experiencing it in your own hearts and working it out through all the realm of the dead around your bodies. And you've gone up, grown up like a tender shoot from glory to glory. Stuff has tried to shut you down, but that's how you develop wisdom. You're lucky. The more they've resisted you, the more wisdom you've grown in because the more beasts you've had to kill and the more wine you've had to mix the more opposition the greater intoxication the greater the rewards God's entrusted you with great rewards if you've been greatly opposed by the kingdom of hell and your treasure house is full and your treasure house is complete and the works of God in you are complete and full and overflowing. Your cups <laughs> overflow with wisdom and treasure, yeah. which is the Word of God. <laughs> Ain't nothing left in there through experience because of how much confrontation you've had with the evil one. Hey! And now you've learned to overcome him by the Word of God fully formed in you. Treasure. And so now the whole cup overflows the Word, the blood and the spirit and these three are in agreement that God has chosen you to rule this world the anointing of the rulership of the sons and daughters of the living God is in these three gifts what you do with him determines how much your rulership is with the word the blood and the spirit It's all you need to rule this world and you got them and now you're gonna work out all the animal stuff out of you until that's all that remains in you until the Word matures in you until the blood of Jesus becomes your bloodline (laughs) and it's not mommy and daddy in there and it's not your culture in there it's the ancient culture of heavenly Jerusalem it's the culture of God the Father's throne the enculturation of what Archangel Gabriel is doing around God right now that will become your culture as you're changed into his bloodline yeah. You'll be accustomed to the he- the heavenly royalty, accustomed to the angel armies, accustomed to the kingdom of heaven in the Garden of Eden. Yes. That will become your new norm through wisdom and through burning out all of your earthliness, all of your earthly order, all of your deception, Amen. All of your sin. It will all be burned away and be never mentioned again because your consciousness will be hidden with God in Christ in a new realm of a new identity that's fully based on the works of Christ in your spirit. And you'll see your spirit as clear and perfect before God, standing before God with the archangels, with no accusation against you, as clean as clean gets, as bright as bright gets, because of the works of Jesus towards your spirit. And you've simply received them all and grown up into them, growing up into the head that is Christ, crystal clear and sparkling minds, crystal clear and sparkling bones. And that is your future. It is very bright. Bible says your future is filled with bright hope. Proverbs, the future of the believer is as bright as bright gets. You can't even imagine how bright it is. Cuz that glory hasn't passed through your mind yet. Hasn't burned up your heart yet, but it will. Our desire for a greater glory and a greater fire brings it upon us. Decree a thing and it shall be established. Amen. It's your desire for a greater light that causes the testing to occur in the heart to see are you going to pay the price or will you give up the Adamic animal nature? Will you allow the beast to die that's been robbing God of his glory? Will you come into agreement with the Holy Ghost and your belief systems and lay down politics? Lay down all of your ideas and your interpretation of scripture? That's a major one for Christians all of the teaching that you filled your head with, can you give it to the Holy Ghost and let Him activate His glory power in you? You come into a completely different expression that's far beyond Pentecostalism, far beyond the charismatic church. Sonship of the kingdom age just blows that stuff out of the water. It doesn't even appear to be the same religion, honestly. It's a completely different existence. You're, you're living the life of the Lord of glory and the King of glory and there ain't no walls there buddy there's no roof there's no floor it's just totally angelic you become a solar system a bright morning star you become a star in the heavens daniel 12 3 it is written when you grow in wisdom when you practice righteousness and that's what we want that is the blueprint for the manifesting sons of god That is an understanding of the kingdom age, of what maturity at God the Father's level looks like. And we just thank you, Father, for a people that will agree with it, and let it change them in their inner man into that manifestation of God the Father's desire for his sons and daughters to come into the same maturity as Jesus Christ and all these people in Jesus name. We thank you Father for the assigned elect angels helping each one inherit a greater salvation. As they're molded and changed and inheriting salvation from their angels sent from God to heal them, deliver them, and to raise them up higher in the ways of God in the coming days. In Jesus' mighty name. Father God, I pray you'd speak to every heart about financial obedience and bringing in financial sacrifices into red-letter ministries consecrate this this person's wealth and their house and their marketplace and their business to the kingdom of god and future-proof them in the kingdom age all of their weird ideas about money and the natural realm be burnt up and let the wisdom Let the wisdom of Proverbs that says all wealth belongs to wisdom be imparted supernaturally by the grace of the Lord Jesus into their spirit and burn up their hearts and their heads. Get each one into financial obedience that they can sow into the kingdom to grow into the kingdom, to get deeper into the kingdom financially for financial prosperity of the kingdom in their lives, for salvation for their bank accounts salvation for their businesses salvation for their marketplace let salvation arise in our people's finances let your finances get as saved as your spirit in Jesus name come into obedience in your finances ask the Holy Ghost Holy Ghost how am I to support Red Letter Ministries and the manifesting sons of God and the wisdom of the rulership of the kingdom age. I want to partner with Red Letter Ministries and hear the Lord for yourself. Get a revelation for it. Tithing, some of you tithing 20%, 40%, not just the traditional 10%. And God will double, triple, quadruple your income. In the glory, all things are possible. I know of people that tithe 90% of their income and they still live in $500,000 houses. There's no cap on it except your own belief system. Get a grid for a greater glory in every area of your natural life carried by the Word of God, working by the angels of God, and you'll have more angels assigned to you when you give the Word more work in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out.
1: (laughs) Hehehe <laughs>